everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. If you ever wished that you could sit down right next to Jesus, or if you could get a hug from Jesus, or if you could speak directly sitting in a chair across from Jesus and get some uh, advice or some wisdom from him, I believe uh, that Jesus would be a little frustrated with the fact that that is what you were hoping for and wishing for and looking forward to. The reason for that, I think, comes from John chapter 14 uh, to chapter 17. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a second. What's interesting in these chapters is that Jesus has just completed what what's known as the Last Supper. Uh, he has just washed the disciples' feet. He's talked to the disciples about the fact that he's going to go away. And it seems like in these chapters, uh, what he's trying to do is comfort them and trying to bring hope to them and look out for them. And actually, also in these chapters, Jesus spends time praying for his disciples, uh, but also for us by extension. So there's a lot packed into these couple of chapters, and it's they're they're very encouraging. They're they're really nice to read, and it's cool to see like the character of Jesus and therefore the character of God as he looks out for us and cares for us. So as the discussion around the Last Supper kind of wraps up, Jesus says that Peter's going to deny him. And then the disciples seem like they get a little bit nervous or they get a little bit um, concerned about what's going to happen. And Jesus sets up the idea uh, that he's going to be with them and he's going to prepare a place for them, but not quite like they think. So John chapter 14, I think, uh, has some of the clearest verses about how to have right relationship with God, and it's only through Jesus. So if you look at John chapter 14, verse 6, and actually this is in response to a question from Thomas. So actually look at verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. So this is Jesus declaring that he is doing the work of the Father, but I think also that he is in nature and value and worth also the same as the Father. Uh, this is the Trinity at work here in these couple of chapters. Uh, but Jesus says clearly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And so it's very important to recognize that Jesus is declaring himself to be the only way to have right relationship with God. And this is important today uh, because there is a argument out there, an idea out there, that Christians, Muslims, and Jews all worship the same God. Or, you know, you'll, you'll see very different variations of that, Christians and Muslims, Christians and Jews, but not Muslims. Um, whatever the argument is, it's it's deeply, deeply flawed. Because if you do not see Jesus as God, you do not worship the same God. So Christians believing that Jesus is God and that we worship a Trinitarian God, a three-in-one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together, uh, anytime you peel one of those off, that's not God. So this is Jesus here declaring himself to be God and himself to be the only way to God. So there's kind of two, really, um, arguments out there that would say, well, there's many ways to God. Uh, anytime you worship what is right and true, you find your way to God, kind of this universalism. Um, 
sometimes, you know, really famous speakers who don't want to go as f- so far as to sound like they are Christians will declare something like that. Um, so you do have to be careful about that kind of stuff. But also, um, people that want to be a little bit less, I don't know, confrontational or a little bit less controversial, uh, they'll say things like, well, you know, Christians and Jews, they worship the same God. And that's, that's just plain not true because we believe God to be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so Jesus declares here, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. So if you do, if you deny Jesus, you are not worshiping God. We do not have the same God in common. It's really important to remember uh, and really important to uh, keep in mind for any kind of conversations you're having, any kind of teachings you're doing. Um, Jesus is uh, the way, the truth, and the life. So back around to what I said earlier about this idea of if you ever wanted to sit down with Jesus and have a discussion with him or get wisdom from him, I understand that that seems like that would be a very comforting thing. Uh, But here, when Jesus is talking to the disciples about the fact that he is going away and that they can have relationship with him, but it will be different, he says uh, in John 14 that he's going to be sending a helper the Holy Spirit. This is John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world do I give it to you. Not uh, Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It's this idea that Jesus is leaving, but as he leaves, he will give us the Holy Spirit or the Helper, the Comforter, the Counselor, and we are better off because of that. And actually, Jesus is going to build on that argument in John chapter 16, uh, because in John chapter 16, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So this is Jesus explicitly saying to the disciples, it's better for you that I'm not here with you because you will receive the Holy Spirit in my absence. So we can be thankful, in fact, that Jesus is not here with us because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us, and the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us is better than sitting down and having a cup of coffee with Jesus. I know that might be difficult to understand or difficult to wrap your head around, but it is definitely better that we have the the counsel of God, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, in us, uh, because that helps us to know what's right and wrong. It helps us to know how God is leading us. It helps us to understand the scriptures as we read it. And so it's really powerful that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. And I think it's actually in some ways wrong to wish for time with Jesus on earth because it neglects the Holy Spirit in us and the direction that he can give us and the wisdom that he can give us. So the Holy Spirit is a valuable, incredibly valuable part of our lives We don't want to neglect him and what he's trying to do for us. So uh, I did kind of gloss over as I was jumping to 16. Chapter 15 is about how Jesus is the the vine and we are the branches. This idea that we should be staying constantly rooted in him to have relationship with him. We are only constantly rooted in him um, through the Holy Spirit. It's only by the Holy Spirit that we can even declare Jesus Lord. And so it's by the Holy Spirit that we have relationship with him and we must stay with him. And this is Jesus again saying... Uh, that those who do not abide in him are cut off and cast into the fire. This is another controversial judgment statement that Jesus is making, Um, basically saying if you don't stay connected to the Father, you get pruned or you get cut off. And so it's a a 
encouraging thing to stay connected to Jesus and what he has for us. So finally, in chapter 17, uh, I encourage you to go, always we encourage you to go and read it for yourself or listen to us read it. Uh, But chapter 17 is really compelling. Chapter 17 is Jesus praying for us. He's praying for those that would come to know him. And so he is praying for you and me. And the thing that he prays for is that we would be one, that we would be united, uh, that we would be one as even he and the Father are one, and that scripture would be fulfilled. And so this is him looking forward to uh, him ultimately giving his life, him being resurrected, uh, but he is looking out for us and asking that God would grant us peace and hope and unity. I think this is a really powerful piece of scripture because it is Jesus praying for us, um, asking God to allow us to be united, to be comforted. It shows his care and concern for us. And so it's an encouraging passage. If you're discouraged, you can go to John 17, really 14 to 17 is pretty encouraging overall, uh, but you can find hope in those things. So I think that is the your part. Uh, One, know that Jesus did pray for you while he was on the earth doing his ministry. Um, When these gospels uh, were recording the events of his life, he took time to pray for us. But also he said that it would be better for us if he left and we were left with the Holy Spirit. So don't neglect the fact that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is a good thing. Uh, A lot of times we can assume that we're disconnected from God or that God is far away from us. But the reality is, God's spirit is in us, and we don't need to feel disconnected or away from him. Uh, We just need to seek him. We need to be able to hear from him, be able to be obedient to him. And you'll see over and over, actually, uh, in these chapters that Jesus is really stressing the importance of being obedient to his word and to his commandments. So your part for today, uh, be encouraged. God's spirit is in you, and continue to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is revealing to you and what God's word is speaking to you. So we'll be back again tomorrow. I'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to God's plan, your part. Don't forget, it is always more important that you listen to God's words rather than our words. So please stick around to hear the reading for the day uh, or go and find it in the Bible and read it yourself. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and write a review on whatever platform you are using to listen to us. Now that we have all that out of the way, here is the reading for today. John chapter 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe on the account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, 
because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this will I do, and the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance that I have said to you, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. Chapter 15 I am the true vine, and the Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he is it that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know that his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, 
so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in the law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the very beginning. Chapter 16 I have said all these things to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering a service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. A little while, and you will see me no longer, and again a little while, and you will see me. So some of his disciples said to one another, What is this that he says to us, A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? So they were saying, What does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Is this what you were asking yourselves, what I meant by saying, A little while, and you will not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come, but when she has delivered the baby, she is no longer remembers the anguish, for joy that is a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. 
Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father, and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorify you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I have with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. For I have given them the words that you gave me, and they have received them, and have come to know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, 
and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and will continue to make it known, that the love of which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.